and welcome to another edition of Judgment Day. Matt Rebar here with Raina Butel. And today we're looking at another Reddit thread on the Am I the Asshole page. And this one, Raina, is called, Am I the Asshole for Not Consoling a Guy Who Likes Me After One of His Family Members Died? Not Ooh. Consoling a Guy Who Likes Me. So, I, am I the asshole for not consoling a guy who likes me after that guy, one of his family members died? So this OP does not like this person. Okay. Okay. Let's go into it. Okay. So yeah. I, 28 female, met a guy I'll call Mike, 26 year old male here on Reddit about five months ago. I was struggling with depression after an unhealthy relationship ended and he posted something that really resonated with me. So I messaged him. I thought it was going to be a one-time conversation, but he messaged me the next day and we've been talking almost daily ever since. We actually live about four hours apart. He's very kind and patient with me, listens to me, and always asks about how my therapist and psychiatrist visits have been with a lot of common interests. And he says he's an introvert who finds it hard to open up to people, but he feels like he can trust me and is vulnerable with me. He carries a lot of baggage about his family, and I listen to him and give him advice as best I can. About two months into talking, he indicated that he was interested in dating me, but I told him I was not in the right state to date, and I asked to keep things platonic. He said he understood and wasn't in a hurry. I've always declined when he asked to talk to me via voice or video call, because that's something I normally do with significant others or with family, and when he asked if he could send me flowers or gifts. Aside from an incident last weekend where Mike drove to my city without telling me, hoping to meet me, he I hasn't knew pushed this the romantic was a red topic. flag. I knew it. Mm-mm, I mm-mm, knew it mm-mm, when. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. That to me speaks the most. You do not just drive to someone's city like, oh, I'm in your city with the intention. It's one thing to be like, hey, you know, like there's an Ikea in your city and I need to go to Ikea. I'm going to be in your city. It's, but that's different from like, I'm literally coming and like, I want to see you. So like, make it happen. That is, oh, I, I would not stand for that. You know how busy I am right now. I do not have time for that kind of shenanigans. You will be kicked to the curb. You may stay in the Hilton Inn down the street. I do not care. Uh, All right. Him driving to my city did bother me, but I never got to decide what to do about it. Uh, Move. Because I (laughs) moved, block him, ghost him. Because the next day, Mike sent me a message telling me that his brother died. I offered my condolences and said that I was there if he needed someone to listen to him. He said he needed time to process what happened and didn't talk to me for five days. I sent him a couple messages telling him it's all right to want to be alone, but to remember to take care of himself. Then last night, I got a message from him asking if we can meet up because he just wants to talk to someone in person about what happened. I didn't know what to do because I wanted to be there for him because I felt like I wasn't ready to meet with him in person, though. I can't even pinpoint why, but I just felt uncomfortable when I think about it. I told Mike that he could tell me what he wants to talk about in the messaging app where we usually talk. He said he understands if I don't want to meet him, but my answer made him feel like he, it didn't, he didn't matter enough to me. Uh, so basically, he's, it seems like he's trying to guilt trip or into meeting him, right? My sister said I'm the asshole for making Mike feel bad, knowing he was grieving the loss of his brother. She said that I could have done was to be there for him in person, since he had been there for me in these past months, and that if I can't be there for him at a time like this, and it's pointless to keep talking to him as a friend because I'm not being a friend. I want to be there for Mike, but unfortunately, I can't be for him in the capacity that he wants me to. Honestly, because I don't feel strongly enough for him to disregard my personal feelings of discomfort about meeting him in person to console him at this time. Huh. So, what do you think about I this think, one? Um, the average person who had like a Reddit stalker would block the person. Mm-hmm. So, she's already doing him a lot by. Mm-hmm like keeping contact with him i just am curious how deep her own dependence on him lies because you know what i'm saying because when when he was at the start of this when you're saying oh he was asking about the therapy 
Mm -hmm. I've never been to a therapist, but I know that's, you know, obviously a very personal thing. And Mm -hmm. the reason that I don't go to therapy is because I don't feel like I could open up to someone like that completely. Like I'm not Mm -hmm. potentially ready for that. So having someone ask you about your therapy visits, that was a huge red flag to me. He wants to be very involved in, in like the mental end of this. Like it's very, it's like manipulation-y type of thing. Like, I don't know. I think if someone's pressured to talk about that from the get-go, that's really weird. That seems like controlling behavior to me. Yeah. You, you, do you kind of see what I mean by that? Like, I think they were both. You know and I think they were both in a place where like she needed someone. And I think he needed someone. She needs someone to listen or to rely on emotionally. And he kind of wanted like this relationship or someone to care about. And I do think she needs to reinforce her boundaries, you know, and say, I'm not looking to date. I'm not looking for that. And you just have to respect that. And I think, I don't know. She knows that he likes her, right? It seems like she's aware of that. And so I, I guess my concern would be like, you know, this guy likes you. You know, he came to your city unannounced, right? He keeps wanting to see you. If that's like making you uncomfortable, you need to like cut the ties. Like yes, it's just not completely. healthy for either of you. And I'm not blaming her. I think this is really difficult because like there are plenty of times I've talked to someone who like I like, but I didn't like enough to have like a commitment in terms of like, let's hang out or like, let's, you know, be more, right? So like, I get that. I get where she's coming from, but like, I- I think she needs to either really lay down the hammer with him or she needs to just kind of like be like, hey, I, I think we want different things. Let's, we need to take a break and you need to move on, talk to some other people. I need this time. If I'm not ready, I, I just can't deal with it. It is kind of weird though. You know, they've been talking for five months. Like what is, what is stopping her from seeing him? And I'm not saying that she has to, I mean, she has all the right to be like, I don't want to see him. Right. But you know, what's going on there that she's not comfortable seeing him? Is is that a reaction to something else? Like, I don't know. That to me feels pretty excessive. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I've met up with internet friends and sometimes it goes well. Yeah. Uh, My boyfriend that I live with, I met on Twitter. He's a fantastic human being. Yeah. But I've also had really awful horrible experiences with people that I wish I had never met in the first place. So yeah. So um it it's really hit or miss. I can understand if she's possibly anxious to like not want to change the dynamic Mm -hmm. they have. Yeah. But I feel like she has to be aware of these things. Like she in her mind she has to be thinking like, hmm, it's really weird that he wanted to come to my hometown without me asking. Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe I should put off meeting him altogether Mm -hmm. um i think it's also really difficult when you're in a habit especially when like a a communication habit with people you don't know that you might have this different idea of who they are than who they really are Mm -hmm. not because they're catfishing but just because you know we process experiences differently he might you know Mm -hmm. anybody might be kind of not who they might be interpreted as a different way than they really are. Yeah. Glorified, glamorized, whatever. And um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I think she's just as like too scared to like 
change that potentially and like also it just i don't know like sometimes you just want to keep it digital like you know what i Mm -hmm. mean like i'm fine with like not meeting certain people um yeah i feel like she just subconsciously knows these are flags and Mm -hmm. is in that rhythm and kind of doesn't know when to get off like get off the horse of you know what i mean like like I want this cycle to, I rely on this person, but I want this cycle to stop and I don't know when to get off. Mm. That is, you know, and, and when you carry it on and on and on, then it just becomes mm. like, oh, this is my life. This is my daily routine now. Mm-hmm. And for better or worse, um, it's really tough to cut ties with certain people. And this guy seems pretty persistent. So yeah, I think I don't think she's the asshole. Let me let me start by saying that. But I Agreed. do think she needs to evaluate and get her shenanigans together. I, I think that like there's a lot here that she's kind of unwavering. She's not sure, you know, like and I don't know. I, I just think like you need to find out like, okay, what do you want with this guy? Do you not want anything? Do you want a friendship? Do you, are you interested in the romantic relationship, but just not ready for that? A lot of questions that I think she needs to answer and quickly, because I think that'll determine what she needs to do here. If this is someone that she does care about, then yeah, maybe, you know, you know, call and may, maybe get to that stage, right. Where you're calling, you know, cause it seems like they haven't even called or talked to talked over the phone um if this is someone that you're like i don't really care about them i don't have that connection with them uh then yeah i think it's time to be like hey i think we want different things um i good luck goodbye yeah so uh, yeah i think that being said i'm ready to cast a little judgment i think not the asshole but i do i i need her to get some stuff going (laughs) i need her to like you know, find out what she wants to do and how to handle this because I do think that like letting this go on longer than need to isn't fair to him. But also, I think it would be good mentally for her, right? So that's kind of where I am. What What about you? I don't feel like someone who doesn't have the emotional capacity or isn't like like fully on board with someone. I don't feel like they have to change their emotional state to console mm-hmm. someone else Absolutely. just in general and um he's put so much pressure on her and the sister did a very big disservice by saying that um obviously she's really con- you know obviously the op is very confused and that's okay but um literally one of my thoughts and i don't want to think the worst of people but mm-hmm. i even thought like is this brother even dead oh I mean, you know what i mean like we don't know this guy traveled and mm-hmm. you know went past many basic boundaries as it is i mean she shouldn't have to she should at this point mm-hmm. but she shouldn't have to go so far to let this guy know don't mm-hmm. visit me i don't want to talk to you on the phone i like things as they are and um not the asshole whatsoever very confused and like in a vulnerable state like you don't have to do that yeah and don't do if it's fake yeah and the more we talk the more like it really has made me be like yeah you're right like this guy like i want to give him the benefit of the doubt i want to just think that he is 
this unrequested, like he just wants to be loved and she's not ready. But yeah, he's acting a little creepy. He's acting a little, a little, don't love that. So um, yeah, I think- We that, don't love that. <laughs> yeah, don't love that. So I think you're right. I think it's time to uh, move on. That's and my judgment. I, I think she needs to kind of get out of there a little bit. So, oh, this, this, this is kind of tough. If is anything but <laughs> not the asshole, we're going to riot. Well, I got some good news for you. She's not the asshole, according to the thread. Oh, okay. This top Ooh. comment, I think, probably does a better job than we did just now. But I guess it's not, not the asshole. Sorry, this guy's pushing things despite what you, you saying you're not interested. That's why you feel weird about it. Driving to your city without telling you and hoping to meet you is creepy. Do not do uh, things that make you feel uncomfortable, even to console a friend going through a big family death. You told him you'd be there if you wanted to talk, but that does not mean he gets to push you into meeting in person. You told him what capacity you had to support him. And if that isn't good enough, then he should ask another person for help. That is actually... Yeah, at some points, I think we kind of were dancing but didn't know how to say, like, oh, yeah, you can help me grieve my brother's death by visiting me at this coffee shop at 7 p.m. on Thursday. Mm -hmm. Like, come on, dude, (laughs) come on, yeah. And I think that's a great point, too. You know, he's asking for help, she's willing to give it, and it's not meeting his, you know, demands. But so, like, I, yeah, I, I think that's a good point. Oh, this, the second one. Um, Mike has not crossed boundaries, but he has bombed them. Driving to your city without telling you, expecting you to meet up in person. Uh, at then, this after you told them you were not comfortable doing voice or video chat, and now they want to visit in person. Nope, nope, nope. I even wonder if a brother actually did die. Oh, like, right, I'm like, thank you. Although this person has been a confidant, their actions do not seem respectful or trustworthy. Do not let Mike guilt and manipulate you into meeting or doing anything for that matter. Your safety comes first. Yeah, yes. and that's a great not one too. Safe. Is um. That's why I said move. And actually, this is really important too. So this is another, this is the original poster. Um, I met my abusive ex in Reddit. It was actually the first time I dated someone I met online and I didn't know in person before we started going out. There's a lot of kind people in Reddit, but there's also not some kind of one. So they have some history of, you know, dating someone, they met someone from Reddit and they dated and there was an abusive ex. So like, I get the apprehension. So um, interesting. This is um, some edits, by the way. She knows that Mike is who he says he is, so that's good. But to everyone saying I should ghost him, I will take that strongly into consideration. He just messaged me saying that he got high to deal with the loss and wants to drive and go wherever the road takes him. I have my own crap about my mental health that I'm barely able to manage and I can't deal with keeping him in line at the same time. And that's another great point. You can't put yourself ablaze. You can't put yourself on fire just to warm someone else. So, yeah, I mean... (sighs) This one Honestly, was... though, who who messaged somebody is like, yeah, sorry, man, I got high. It's just so <laughs> weird, anyway. Like yeah. this is this is all like, I feel like this is very like dramatic behavior. Now we're getting yeah. into the like that. Now she's expected to be like, what are you doing? Like you're harming yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm concerned for you. I have to go help you. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting to that stage, which is also weird. Yeah. Which is even mm-hmm. worse. I got to say, though, ladies, find him on Twitter if you're gonna. Because, like, if you're going online to find people, skip Reddit. Go to Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> you can get a really good, the jokes, the, the comedy, mm. you know, you get a really good, like, bite-sized thing. 140 characters or less. If they can get their point across in that, they're keepers. 
Points were made, Raina. Points were made. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining, joining us for another Judgment Day. We'll see you next time. Until then, au revoir. Peace out. Judgment Day is a podcast by Starvolt Studios. Judgment Day is executively produced by Matt Rebar, Logan Molnar, and Raina Butel. For more awesome content, just go to StarVoltStudios.com or on their Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter page.